All right. Make sure I got the right scene here. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to episode two of the Best Damn Soulbound show. Uh, this one's called The Chain. Uh, so last week uh, on Vince's stream, uh, Big Winter, Lanissa, Fiergrim, and Skig kind of discovered a, uh, after doing a minor quest, kind of discovered a cult infestation. Uh, or uh, the beginnings of a cult. Uh, they, th I, I was quite proud that y'all, uh, you let them prove themselves to be a cult first. <laughs> um, I, I mean, did we? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I mean, we we eased into it. They they were preaching a message of like, like sort of like um, a combination of like sort of a Unitarian sort of view of the gods that you know they were once fractured but like hey when they worked together there was a time of myth so a little bit of a unitarian sort of thing whilst also like revering the self and like you got to rely on yourself and you know um they were preaching heresy got it <laughs> um no so yeah, hey, hey, yeah, hey, Chat Gang, you're all out in full force. Thanks for joining us tonight. I see we already got a couple subs tonight. Twitch Prime from Stone Monk. Thank you so much, dude. Um, 32 months of subbing from Haywo. <laughs> He's got the list with, 70, uh, with seven I mean, I just leave it on. Like, it's the ultimate form of support. All right, it's true. I clicked the button 32 months ago, and it's still giving me goodwill. The dude. So easy. Yeah. So easy anyone could do it in chat right now. For free. <laughs> they have Twitch Prime. <laughs> thanks for the thanks for that, Joe. Um, so so uh, Tristan, the doom did not actually escalate. Whilst the cult was very, you know, like they they didn't really do anything evil. There was just this sort of benign, almost uh, calm, sort of odd oddness about them. One thing that was the most peculiar aspect, of course, being apart from the fact that when they attacked the sort of main uh, sort of cult leader in this like little recruitment, uh, the acolytes around him exploding rather than him. Apart from that really like weird thing, there was another weird thing, which was this this syringe of this amethyst icor uh, that appeared quite viscous whilst inside the syringe, but went pure effervescent when it like was exposed to the air. Um, this amethyst icor. Uh, I believe they called uh, the Numis Rift or Numis or, or uh, Numis Rift. The Rift Animus. Rift Animus. That's what it was. I have notes. Look at you. Also, they didn't have too many signs of foul play, but our party, as you can tell so far, is one of vast intellects, and so we uh, we were able to figure it out. <laughs> big brains here. Big yeah. brains. Big brains. Big winters. We got. Yeah. We got. <laughs> Yeah, two hundred IQ characters. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they they actually uh, they they sort of uh, ended up interrogating them because around the time the syringe came out, it was just like, oh, okay, like that's enough. Um, they in interrogated uh, a, a pair of them. Uh, one of them they actually ended up handing into the bounty office. The other one, they. Uh, the other one, they they uh, sort of actually like Skig in a supreme force of sort of. Uh, uh, we saved his soul. Yeah, right, right. So Skig saved his soul, but he then you did unburdened himself as the word goes. Right, <laughs> right. Um, and uh, in the process, 
and got to move this paint over here. Uh, in the process, like Skid got managed to get some instructions on where where they they this there might be more of this stuff, right? And so uh, mm -hmm. it was implied heavily that they would be going on a sea voyage when we kind of last left off the adventure. And luckily, last adventure by utter happenstance, um, uh, Feargrim kind of made a, a a contact with alleged Captain Avender Rail. Weird, right? Uh, bonding of all things over uh, over dwarven ales, in particular a bugman's three X. <laughs> um, so, so that's where we kind of left off. We're gonna kick it in. Um, Fjurgrim specifically. Um, the party mm. is like kind of woke the next morning from your. Uh, I mean, your your heroes. You, you know, someone offered you lodgings. Uh, it, Anvil Guard's really rough and. A lot rougher place than other places. It's got this like permanent mist rolling through the streets. Alchemists have to constantly like go out and weed eat, or like the whole city will be overtaken by this lush vegetation that never stops growing. Um, so it's a little bit rougher than some of the other places, even by mortal realm standards. Um, but you still like have like you know patrons of like Sigmar and stuff like that. So you manage to get some lodgings. You have no problem, like, rustling up some lodgings. I believe the, uh, uh, was her name? Mara? Probably just puts you up for the night, no problem, at the, uh, what was it? The, uh, Wild Steed. Mara Sternguard? Yeah. Yeah, Mara Sternguard puts you up for the night at the Brazen Steed. Uh, uh, no charge. You're, you're clearly doing Sigmar's work. Um, she even manages to slip a couple bottles of, uh, of Bugman's 5X, uh, like, into your rooms for the, like, uh, like, you know, when your rooms are made up type thing. Um, unfortunately, only one of you... Unfortunately, only one of you gets, like, a room by yourself. I don't think you need to deduce who. Clearly, Skig. Uh, the rest of you... Yeah, Skig, he's, <laughs> he's the holiest among us, so... Uh, and we just, like, cut to Lanissa, Feargrim, and, uh, and Big Winter all, like, crammed into, like, one room. Um, I'm, just, I'm just, like, on the floor, on my back, like, with my boots still on. <laughs> Uh, definitely not. Like I would absolutely insist that Lenissa have her own room, yep. and because I I would never feel comfortable in a room by myself at night. Like Skig would not be able to sleep alone. So uh, oh, that's it, true. It, like he's he's never done such a thing. That's that's incomprehensible to him to be not around other people. Uh, so he would absolutely like offer Lenissa her own room since she's <laughs> a a lady. Uh, he recognizes that. And uh, and would probably want some kind of privacy. Likely the most paranoid of us, outside of you. I don't know, but but I do know that Skig is gonna is gonna like sleep on top of or curled up next to Everwinter for sure because he's very warm. Big winter, and large. Yeah, big winter. Yeah. Or sorry, big winter. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. It's like having when, your own furnace. Go your own room. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, y'all kind of rise, you know, just before, which would be normal. What whatever would be normal for your character, but I'd imagine somewhere just before dawn. Um, everyone except Feargrim, that is. Uh, you've kind of all gathered your things, given him him his, given him some privacy. You know, like you go down, you 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 manage to get like a nice, uh, nice breakfast of some like steel cut oats with with some uh, fresh peaches from the from one of the, like the you know some fresh sort of like weird like fire peach some i don't know like it's weird it's like a somewhere between a papaya and a peach um some breakfast you figure that um Fjordgrim is at first 
just kind of sleeping off uh, that uh, the extra thing of Bugman's uh, that he managed to find. Uh, but it becomes apparent that, I mean, you've adventured together for a while. This is out of character. You all head back up to Feargrim's room, and you see him sort of thrashing on, on the bed. Um, you notice almost immediately, especially Skig, who's got some acute senses, um, this sort of like ti the tiniest bead of blood sort of around around the hip or the where his pocket or satchel would have been. And, okay. Uh, uh, and rushing over, quickly taking it in, uh, you you kind of see like a sliver of gold just underneath his flesh. In the meantime, whilst th like Feargrim, you find yourself in like you might expect, sort of like a a, a dark. Uh, almost formless jungle that your mind is sort of populated with, like just the surroundings you're used to. But it, all the any time your your mind tries to fill in form, it sort of melts away into just shadows and rough effigies of what might be a jungle. But what is clear to you is you see a person sort of uh, see six figures kind of standing off in the distance, um, not so much moving as clipping in and out of this reality. Um, the largest among them stands a full two heads above the rest, uh, donning black, highly ornamental arm armor with this sort of faded gold trim all about and a symbol uh, that looks like sort of a uh, lopsided axe head. Um, so it like sort of shifted up, like the axe heads, one shifted up, one shifted down with a uh, sort of oculus at the center. Um, the, uh, he's got a cape, he, uh, he brandishes a pair of mauls on his back, um, and, uh, a voice coming from him, and it, it must be from him, he's, he's certainly the most, uh, he's certainly the most impressive thing in, in, in this scene, and you hear these words trail on, Sigmar is a false god, and Archeon a slave to his own hypocrisy. The rest of them, petty, petulant, impotent. And, um, you notice the six other figures seem to be tethered to him, quite literally and physically, with some sort of amalgamation of a chain and hose. Mm. Unlike anything you've ever seen, and you're quite, like, quite versed in crazy technologies being from okay a Karadran city um this is i mean this is this is diy almost crazy it, it doesn't even really resemble the the syringe too much that syringe had a very mm. certain certain design character to it that that i think the party picked up on this is very peculiar and then the other figures all about him sort of like in this sort of discordant at once harmonious sort of moaning and groaning, you realize they're bound in these straight jackets with their faces all covered. And then you just, as one of them sort of turns and begins to notice you, you kind of shoot up in bed. Skig is, has pulled the needle head, that, uh, the Urgold needle head from the syringe from your flesh, and you seem to have regained yourself. As you're, upon, upon waking, upon waking, you hear 
all of those six in unison whisper a name. Nihilus. Nihilus. Uh -huh. What was that name? I didn't hear it. Nihilus. Yeah, you... Okay, there you go. Yeah, you cut out a little the audio. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know if you were going for dream or just or the audio cut. Yeah. Okay. Ah, you okay? This came out of you. Uh, huh? Is it the same tip that I had, I had gathered before, or is, did somebody else stab me? Nope. This is the same tip you gathered before, and you noticed it had bored its way through your like like your pocket, your satchel, and like like into your pants and then into your thigh. You're not sure if it happened when you were fighting, if, like walking about, or when it happened. Um, hmm. Hmm. Uh, there were like creatures in a jungle, like seven, and a a guy with two moles and two two heads taller. And he said the name Nihilus, and they were like bound, and there was. There was tech. Oh. Okay. I need to stop drinking bad ale. Oh, a vision. Or bad ale. Or a vision. Maybe you had a vision. I had a vision. I don't I don't I don't oh I don't trust these Stormcast with their with their fake bugmans. Well I've grown wary of visions. Or at least suspicious. What was the name? Uh, Nihilus. Okay. It spoke of Sigmar as a false god and Archeon as a slave. What? What a weird heretic. Well, he knows how to pick his enemies. Yeah, he's half right. <laughs> uh, Chuck, you kind of cut out there. You sounded like you were trying to indirect there. Not to interrupt, but don't we have a boat to catch everybody? Should we discuss this now or on a on the seas? No, she's right. We should try to get going to see if we can find uh, Avendir. See if he actually has a boat. <laughs> so, uh, Fjordgrim, what do you do with the with the uh, tip of the that with this bit of her gold? Uh, I. I try to put it in something that's a little bit more uh, sturdy. You have um, like an ex my... oh. I, I pull out an empty bottle since I bought extra empty bottles and it's a little thin well, bottle. That's what I was looking. Yes, I actually yes, have that on my character sheet. Yeah, I was just looking I hand it to you. It's glass. <laughs> I, uh, I put the needle tip in the glass bottle. Alright. You kind of like Swish it around; it like clanks a bit, and you you feel pretty confident it's secured this time. Hmm. Well, again, I can always give you my this, uh, bottle of acid to put this it in. Thing. Hmm? What'd you say? Acid. The uh, the. <laughs> if if the needle acts up again, I can give you my bottle of acid to put it in. That seems. Bad. I, we would just throw it on the ground or something, or destroy it rather than do that. This thing stabbed you. Can I, can I grab? I, I don't know. I don't know when it stabbed me. Hey, be careful with that. That's her gold. 
I look at the bottle and like place it in my hand so that like the uh, the ergold tip is kind of in the bottom of the bottle and I'm just like holding it, you know, like this. Mm-hmm. Is the needle moving around at all or anything? No. No, it's it's not like it's like a compass head spinning or anything like that. It seems inert and harmless. It's the the I mean, we're talking like a couple millimeters maximum of ergol, just the the tiny hmm. sliver. Um, Hand it back. Enough to be uh, like if you were panning, it's totally a piece you'd have kept, you know that. But it's that that minimum mm. size of gold mm. you'd have kept if you were panning. So I don't get it. Who whose gold is this? You said it's her gold. Uh, whose? Uh, rat. It's ergold. How many times will I hear this joke? <laughs> I don't know what every day right now. Um, can we can we go? Let's sure. go. Um, you don uh, you don your whatever armor a fire slayer might wear. I think you, you you've got your runes right. Like so, you just bang yeah. one rune into your shoulder yeah. a little harder. Yeah. Um, uh, tighten your I, pantaloons. I, I the rest of my on. <laughs> yes. I grab my shield, my sling shield. All right. And, uh, okay, All let's right. go. All right, you guys uh, make your way through the mist-covered streets, and the mist is particularly thick this morning uh, in the streets of Anvil Guard, winding your way towards the docks where you full-on expect to see Avender wear in his opulence, his his great purple uh, coat and such. And, uh, and right on cue, you do. A beam of light comes down, catches him like he's got. He's got. He's in the full-on Captain Morgan's pose, like one boot up on like a barrel, like just kind of like. Ah, I love the smell of the searing sea in the morning. He says, "Oh," and he just like waves and loudly like just like greets the party from across, like just well across the docks. Like your friend, you go talk to him. <laughs> My whole body emotes uh, as if it was eyes rolling as hard as possible. I, I have a headache. I, so I touch we your need head. passage. I touch his head and use uh, revitalize to remove any any additional headache. So much. There, your headache's gone. Go talk to him. You're killing my vibes. <laughs> Um, you feel, uh, you feel revitalized. Uh, your headache is gone. Um, and the... Rat magic. Uh, the glimpses of the dream, but mere wisps at this point. Um, Amateur's like, oh, passage. He says, why, I happen to be passing through here quite soon. Uh, where, where going, uh, where are you going, might I ask? Question. We're we're going to an island. I I repeat to him what the yeah. uh, what the person told me because you 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 said we 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 had enough to do like longitudinal latitudinal directions for yeah. this confession. Yeah, yeah. I it's give like, him that. It's like, uh, not a very not a very great tourist place, is it? He says, uh, no, I I know of it. It's uh, not far off the Charwin uh, off the Charwin coast. Um, a bit out of my a touch out my way, but I'm willing to drop you on. The, uh, he's like uh, he's like, but I'd be willing to um willing to take you just give me you know just give me a little bit and and i can have my ship ready in no time at all and he's like kind of looking around the docks <laughs> sure of course uh, we'll wait over there all right he nods um 
You see him walk away, like, kind of touching, like, his breast pockets and stuff like that. Seems to be searching for something, and he disappears, like, just sort of around a, a stack of crates. Um, he seems to be gone just an awkwardly long enough amount of time. You know, right where you're about to go look for, like, should... You're, ha you're currently having the discussion, should we go look for him type thing. Um, I'm still uncertain if this man has a boat. I don't know. It might be a very small boat. That could be problematic. And, uh... It's uh, about that time that, uh... Uh... That... He comes back, he's like, alright! He's like, he's like, we're he's like, I've got my crew ready uh, to make berth. Uh, I did have to pick up a couple of, uh... Extra passengers to, you know, pay your fare. He just kind of, like, grins and, like, and elbows the, uh the dwarf. He's like, but it's right this way. Um, you guys walk basically to right around the corner and you see a, a vessel little bigger than two, than two rowboats like stitched together. It's got a minor mast and uh, like there's one sort of elderly uh, gentleman sitting in there with a cob pipe like eye patch like sitting there like currently scooping water out of it with a bucket and like dumping it at like into the uh into the into the harbor nope okay uh, is it big enough for the the ogre to fit can we all fit in it that's the question no no you would not be able to fit in this vessel okay and he sees you guys kind of like looking at each other looking he's like no not there there and he points out into the harbor and you see a full galley. Oh, so this is just the ship that actually takes you out to the ship. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's actually got um, as you would expect, it's got a purple emblem up on the mast. Uh, the ship itself is is uh, I mean, it's it's full, it's sprawling, it's got those sort of like angular angular juts to it, and it's even got these sort of like uh, like pontoons, these fins that kind of come off the side. Um. They look a bit peculiar, uh, a little bit like they're made in a different time period than the rest of the vessel, but but it's, I mean, it's actually pretty impressive. You you didn't quite expect this. Wow, really nice boat. So being born in Avogard, would I recognize the pennants as being like a regular thing that we've seen or similar? His? Uh, roll a lore. Uh, lore mind. Uh, DN will be a five. That's nope. Okay. Yeah, you're not you're not certain. Um, although you have found him like kind of glancing at you from time to time, and then like kind of like shaking his head as if like shaking a memory, trying to shake a memory loose. Okay. So how do we get him out to the that? Oh, we'll just have to come back for him. He says. <laughs> It's like I'll get on. And, I can put uh, a foot in each boat, I suppose. So like, like just big winter, like hands on hips, you know, like one foot straddling either side. He's just like standing yeah. up, and the rest of the party is the front. So it's like the a weird, bizarro depiction of the George Washington painting, <laughs> like, except the ogre. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, can have a bald eagle, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the blood vulture, like, like spreading its wings behind you you're backlit by the by one of the many suns or whatever um yeah uh you you get on the boat uh and uh 
pretty much uh, he kind of like shows you to some quarters below deck, mentions where like you'll be taking your meals. Um, it's a it's a it's a medium sized vessel. Um, How many actual like distinct decks are there? Like, is there uh, a main deck? And there's a, a there's a main deck. There's the the there's the sort of like upper deck where like they actually like pilot the, the mm -hmm. boat from you. Uh, you go under sort of on the main deck away from that. The poop deck mm -hmm. is the the higher the raised one, right? It so, depends, but yeah, yeah, it could be. Yeah, so you've mm -hmm. got that like raised up. You've actually got like sort of on the flank, uh, up up near the front is actually how you go below deck. That's one mm -hmm. distinct like sort of deck with um, half of it devoted to like sort of crew quarters, the other half to like various like um, uh, functional rooms and stuff like that. And then you have like the below deck where like, the sub deck where like nobody wants to go. That's just you know cargo and stuff. Uh, yep. You did notice that there were cannons aboard this vessel, <laughs> or at least. Evidence that there might be cannons aboard this vessel. You guys are you're adventurers. Um, uh, he was non he was non specific as to what his particular occupation is, um, but it's the mortal realms. It's not uncommon for even a even a trade vessel to have to have these. Um, when questioned what his job is, he just mentions that he's in he's uh he's in the freelance market, as it were. Okay. Yeah, we know most, and he says mostly yeah. tours. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to question. I don't know enough to question. Yeah, That's a very nice boat. Yeah, and uh, we're, on, we're on this for free. Ooh, we, yeah. Did you steal this? No, but 